Hey, it's Chris Jones, co-host of the Jones Zone podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. When it concludes, do us a favor and leave a review. Leaving a review is the fastest way to grow our audience, and we want to make sure we share this podcast with the most people possible. Also, for anyone that doesn't know, Brian and I own the Jones Zone real estate team. So if you're looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, York County area, hit us up. Call or text 803-810-2230. Lastly, not only do we use this podcast as a way to help promote local business owners and entrepreneurs, but Brian and I also own Jones Zone Marketing. If you're a small or medium-sized business looking for a way to generate more leads or looking to spruce up your marketing with videos, landing pages, sales funnels, membership sites, or more, hit us up at jonesonemarketing.club, C-L-U-B. All right, enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Oh, you feel good? Yeah, yeah. Go All right, three, two. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast, aka the House of Jones. What? You interrupted me. I'm sorry, man. It's been, to my credit, it's been a while. Since you haven't interrupted me in about 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good Easter? Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was fine. You know, we uh, did the whole candy thing, the old... You know, why you didn't bring a basket for your kids to mom's house yesterday, unbelievable. Is that my responsibility? Yeah, you're supposed to bring a basket. Did you bring a basket? Yeah, we brought two. One for Amelia, one for Ethan, so they could go hunt Easter eggs. Your kids are running around with their eggs in their shirt. <laughs> You know, they're barehanded eggs. And then I went and got them a basket, so don't make me sound like a... Yeah, like you, had, a you probably had to go up into mom's dead attic. dad or something. You probably had to go up into mom's attic. Maybe I did. So what? All these baskets. I was being resourceful. I went up there, got the basket. Hey, are you a peeps guy? Do you peeps like peeps? Just, no, no, no. Do you like peeps, Daniel? Is anybody a peeps guy? I don't I, know. Peeps is the most... They're a, still a Let me tell you something about this. I realized with, over the Easter weekend, jelly beans, underrated... It depends on the, the the brand of jelly beans. Yeah, well, besides the black licorice ones, but I was... They're the knockoff jelly beans. You can't go there. Jelly yeah. beans. That's one of those things where name brand matters. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That and Drano and Liquid Plumber. You can't get the knockoff Drano. Is that a fact? That's a fact. You go to the, like, you get you get imitation Drano, doesn't work. I learned my lesson. Yeah, I think the great thing about yesterday, going through the Easter and the whole egg thing, I've got two kids, but... Finally realized my kids can pick things up if they want to. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was just the the thing that really it's just stood like out. A, what they want to pick right. up. I, you you can't. I bet you can't wait to even drop that either. You know what? You didn't mind picking up Easter eggs last week. I'll it, tell you, it'll come out this yeah, week. I'm yeah, sure. I'll tell you what. If if those socks had some candy in it, you'd pick them up. Anyways, all right. Today, Daniel Fogarty, the executive director of Beds for Kids. So Beds for Kids empowers families with children by delivering beds and other essential furniture items to supplement the family's resources as they rise out of poverty and into self-sufficiency. So Daniel, welcome to the Jones Zone, man. Thanks Good for having have me. You. Yeah, so uh, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about uh, your personal story and then some of your professional background and then how you got involved with Beds for Kids and all the cool things you guys do. So I grew up in Charlotte. Um, Post high school, left town uh, and moved back toward the west, where I was. I born and raised in Dallas, and okay. moved here when I was ten. So uh, I'm Texas by birth. 
So as soon as Texas secedes, I will move back um, just because my birth certificate will allow it. Um, but in the course of, of post high school, I got into different real estate stuff and uh, ended up in the private equity world and spent seven years or so doing that and really came to a point, um, 29, 30 years old, where I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Um, was working with wealthy clients that was investing kind of the great-grandchildren's money and really knew that there had to be something more for me. So started out kind of looking at, okay, what's out there and through kind of that quest of finding yourself, if you will, you know, um, found out um, just really there was some some other things for me and um, really started looking at generosity and what living a generous life look like and so long story short ended up shutting the company down leaving the job and uh, decided to go volunteer for a year and so went and started volunteering with uh, a lot of different organizations that if I said their name you'd go oh yeah I've, I've heard of that or I've donated there um, great places uh, run by people with great hearts uh, but realized pretty quickly that uh, there wasn't a whole lot of business sense that's used in the nonprofit world. And so for me as an investor, everything was an ROI. Like what are we, what are we placing in the hands of folks we're trying to help that's actually generating a return to better our community, better our society. And um, there wasn't enough of that in what I was looking at. So that's where um, ended up meeting up with a guy named Tim Rally who he and some friends had delivered a couch to a family, and when they went in, they had an old couch that was still in good shape, but they were repainting and needed new furniture kind of thing, and first world problems. Yeah. And so then they took it in, met a single mom and, and her kids, and realized they had been in a permanent residence. They had gotten out of the shelter, but there was nothing in that home. And so they started, uh, is that a train right yeah, now? Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. It, it, I swear they know we're in here. They it's know we're in here. I talked to the conductor <laughs> several times. We should do a podcast on the train. On the train. Let's do it. <laughs> it's the Jones uh, Zone Roadshow. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we uh, Tim had delivered to that family, and they had no furniture in the house. So they took the couch in and realized their their kids in this home they're sleeping on the floor. So decided, hey, we're gonna try to find them beds. Tim and I met after I had started my volunteer path, and he and I started talking. Another guy by the name of Brandon Holmes, the three of us met and started going, okay, what's the biggest issue facing the city that we're missing in the continuum of services that we can address? Um, you know, there's a big housing issue. That's not something the three of us were going to go knock out, but we, we realized furniture was a way we could help change some families' lives. And so... Um, we we started collecting furniture in my one car garage um, that didn't last very long and from there we moved to a 10 by 30 storage unit um, that didn't last very long either and from there we were uh, a gentleman heard about what we were doing and uh, donated a, a 10,000 square foot warehouse to us wow. and so that first year of 2011 we served 256 kids and we thought we were crushing it yeah um, this year in 2018, or excuse me, in 2017, 
we delivered beds to 2,239 um, kids. So Jeez, um, it's, it's been fun and it's even cooler to watch. I, I mean, unfortunately, business is booming kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just in the first quarter of 2018, uh, we've delivered like 630 beds already. So wow. we're, we're going to be well ahead of, of last year's marks again, which um, it's a tough place to be. We're in a, in, in an area that like the Charlotte region has so much affluence, but yet there's so many things that face families that are trying to get out of poverty. And um, furniture is one way that we've, we've said we can make a dent in this. And mom has, it's typically single mom working two jobs, trying to keep it all together. And they get out of the homeless shelter or they get out of a hotel or they get out of staying doubled up with friends or family members and they're, they've got enough to pay first month's rent, get the power turned on, and then where do you go? You know, Well, we're glad to be out of that other situation, but this is, it's a roof overhead, but it's not home. And so we're able to go in and deliver and I mean, we're doing a whole house full of furniture. So it's beds for everybody in the house, kitchen table with enough chairs, basic living room furniture, dressers, uh, most public housing doesn't have overhead lighting except in the bathroom and the, the vent hood over the kitchen. So, you know, we take lamps into those places as well with new sheets and pillows and blankets. So that place becomes home. Yeah. And, you know, we, we call ourselves furniture snobs. So uh, if your first thought is, hey, I should send this to the landfill. And then you go, oh, but wait, I can get a tax deduction for it. Don't call Don't us. Do yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if you go, hey, this still has some good life in it and uh, a family can make use of it. We'll always tell people the best way you can help us is get off your couch and give it to us. So, <laughs> How did you spread the word? I mean, it sounds like it was you, a buddy, and another buddy. Like, how did you go about growing this, man? Was this like a guerrilla mission or like... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, uh, it was very much guerrilla warfare at the beginning. And we, we started with um, just... Every Starbucks we were in, leaving like five by seven cards. Yeah. Um, we started into the realtor world uh, and into the furniture world, where anywhere people are making furniture decisions. So somebody's listing a house and they've got a declutter, uh, and they need to rearrange some things and have you know you walk into a room and you have literally a piece of furniture on every wall. Um, you probably don't need that, and you have moved it with you three or four times or. Hey, you may have a storage unit full of stuff that you've had that you haven't been to in two years, but you've paid the bill every month and you're going, I, I'm never going to use that stuff. Yeah. It, it can make a difference. And so, you know, people slowly started hearing about what we were doing. And, um, you know, now it's to the point that, I mean, we're doing a couple hundred residential pickups a month. So people are, are really, this mission doesn't happen without a complete team effort. And so it's, it's the real estate industry, it's the furniture industry, it's public works, public service, it's, um, I mean, we've got 28 referring agencies, so nonprofits across the city that are working with families, that they're sending those clients to us going, hey, we're, we're helping them, they've gotten in their home, and we're helping them with um, better parenting, financial skills, all that kind of stuff, but we need furniture. So yeah. it, it's kind of a, a Neanderthal, uh, industry 
And so we, we really just kind of pick things up and put them on a truck and move them. <laughs> so. But there's so much more to that because you said that you're approaching it uh, with a business mindset that most people in the nonprofit world don't approach it with. So how do you, what are some things that you mean by that? Like how, how are you approaching it differently? You know, some of the things that we do, um, we don't do anything free for our families. So all of our families pay a fee for service. And a lot of people go, well, wait a minute, that's not really charity. Well, when we first started, I had that opinion as well. Um, but all the studies showed that the families take better care of the furniture. Uh, there's less pity, or it removes the pity in the delivery process. So it's two-way giving. And um, we've been doing it about six months or so, and went into to deliver to a single dad and his two boys which is kind of a unicorn in what we do, but um, we set up there at the boys' bunk beds and data bed and kitchen table, got the house set up, and um, I said, do you have your payment? And he said, come here, boys. And he called them over, he handed each of them a $20 bill, and all three of them handed me a 20. And he said, let's pay for our furniture. And so after that was done, he sent the kids back to their room to make their beds, and he followed me out the front door. And he said, thanks for doing that. That's probably the first time my kids have ever seen me provide for them. Mm, and so, wow. you know, one of the things that we really want to do is look at breaking cycles of generational poverty. And in order to do that, we've actually got to do things that break cycles of generational poverty. So the continued... Can you repeat that in, in, in just... I'm sorry, but repeat that again, because that's worth repeating. To, but, that, that specific yeah, phrase? Yeah. yeah. If we want to do things that break cycles of generational poverty, we actually have to do things that break cycles of generational poverty. So, so much of that happens in dignity. You know, the majority of the way we serve, uh, you know, so much of charity has become a place where it's more about the giver than it is the receiver. And all that does is strip the dignity of those people that are receiving it. And so... We want to look at, you know, I could not survive in poverty. It's too hard. Um, I don't know many people that could, um, but yet I meet families every day that I'm like, you're the most resilient, determined woman I've ever met. Yeah. And, and you see things that they're facing, and you're like, holy cow. And the great thing is to watch, to watch the joy that those families come to the door with, with their money in hand. Um, because they're going, I, I bought that. And so this is my furniture that it wasn't somebody's handout. This was, this was mine. And, you know, like I said, the stuff that we, we are snobs when it comes to furniture. And a large part of that is because I believe very much in what you give somebody directly reflects the value you place on them. You know, you remember in high school, you gave your girlfriend like, some cheap little gift, right? Because it wasn't it yet, you know? <laughs> when you get to a place, like, you, you look at how gifts evolve in your life. When you start to really value things, what you do changes. And the more I, I've really wrestled with this and our staff has looked at it and our board, doing things really, really well for our clients, you know, dignity and excellence is part of our core. And so we want to make sure those families go. No one's ever treated me like that. Um, I've never been served like that. I've never been appreciated like that. And then, you know, to get letters back from 
the family that say, hey, my son or daughter has never invited anyone over. But after you guys left, they had their friends over to the house. That is one of those where you go, okay, that kid has some pride in that home now. And so, yeah, they're going to take better care of stuff and they're going to be more a part of that family. And, you know, we ask kids to get up every morning, go to school, behave well, pay attention, get good grades, all that kind of stuff. But they're going to bed, some 17,000 of them just in Mecklenburg County. They're going to bed every night on, you know, the clothes they wore to school that day are rolled up as their pillow. And you're like, we've got to do better than this to be the city that we are with the affluence that we have. Some of those things shouldn't be happening in our city. And we kind of jumped in on it and uh, it's it's grown like a weed. And yeah, it's it's That's been amazing. fun to watch, watch the community as a whole uh, grow with it. How did you get involved with all these community partners? I think, what do you, what do you say, you had 28 different partnerships out there? Like, who are some of these? These are other nonprofits and social work companies and stuff like that. Or? Yeah, so we work with, like, Charlotte Family Housing, A Child's Place, the YWCA Families Together Program, um, the Ada Jenkins Center. We do stuff for the Levine Children's Hospital, the St. Jude's Clinic. Uh, we work with police departments, and, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, it's everything from veterans, special needs, um, a little bit of everything. So we've got partners in each of those worlds so that we can make sure that we're, we're not missing anyone. Um, are we completing or fulfilling the full need? No, we're, we're way short. Um, but we're slowly but surely pushing in that direction. So how does the process work? Someone either comes to you themselves or by a referral from, you know, a social worker, a case manager, or whatever. Do they browse the inventory or do you, do you just do they just tell you what 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 they need and then you no, guys so bring that, it or that social work? worker will send in the referral after meeting with the family. Um, and they'll go through and say, here's what's needed. You know, there's mom needs a, a full or a queen bed, there's two kids, we need a kitchen table for four x y and z of what the house will hold that referral gets sent to us and then our delivery coordinator will call and talk through with the family hey mom what what are your favorite colors what are your you know if if it's a family that has three kids that are under six um we're not going to send them that white couch you know (laughs) um and so we try to go through those those things to make sure that the items are getting yes is everything going to be like exactly what they picked at would pick out no not necessarily but are they going to get items that we know that oh this is mom's favorite color or you know the the son really likes batman so he's getting batman sheets or you know we we try to match up as much as we can to the families we start with their needs but then we look at what they really like and want and we try to match up as much as we can to that what type of furniture do you guys provide obviously I know you've mentioned some of it but it's like pretty much everything right lamps the whole yeah so I mean we are we're dealing with families that are in 800 to 1200 square foot apartments for a family of three to five so you know we're not going to do the massive entertainment center we're not going to do the china cabinet Um, those are things that if somebody calls and says hey we've got a couch and a bed and two end tables and a china cabinet well when we're there picking it up we're going to pick up that stuff 
and we have partnerships with the folks at Habitat and the Restore, things like yeah. that, that um, there are ways to make the whole industry better. And so there are groups that were in similar lines of business, um, you know, going out doing pickups, but we're not necessarily at the same end game. And so we we work together with, you know, Habitat's client is typically a DIYer. So if a project comes in that we know Habitat can make money off of this more than our family can be served on it, we're gonna call them, they'll swing by the warehouse and grab it and vice versa. So, um, you know, we've got great relationships with those folks and really trying to build that fabric to where there's a whole lot more working together um, than working against each other. And then in terms of donors, they just call you guys up and say, I got this, this, and this, can you come get it? Yeah, so you can go to bedsforkids.org on the website and um, look at all the different information about uh, getting in touch with for a pickup, um, how to volunteer, all that kind of stuff. And you can send an email or a phone call in and we'll get that scheduled and we schedule each day of the week by zip code. So we'll typically be able to get you within um, three to five business days of, of having a truck at your house. How big is your current staff? Obviously, you guys have grown from the three-man operation, but like, talk a little bit about just the growth and how you've been able to manage that process and getting a board and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, our board is seven or eight, I believe. Um, always, we just added a couple of new board members. <laughs> so never shows up um, And uh, we've got a staff of 10. Um, but in that staff of 10, we've, we've got about 2,500 volunteers that make their way through the warehouse every year. And so we, that's where we function. You know, our, what do volunteers do? Everything from cleaning furniture to, you know, when I left the warehouse to come here, there was um, folks that had been out on deliveries this morning. There were folks helping pack trucks to go out on deliveries for the afternoon. And, you know, there's, there's a volunteer opportunity for anyone from uh, we do require on our normal volunteer days that everybody be 15 or older, but then we do have um, kids serve Saturdays. We have tons of folks that bring their kids in. It's a great way to really kind of expose your kids to what's going on in the world um, and let them be a part. So, you know, typically after that, kids go, hey, I'm gonna donate my birthday party to Beds for Kids and they have their friends bring new sheets and blankets and pillows that other kids have picked out. and. I love seeing when kids get to help kids because that's one of the most joyous experiences to watch a, a young little boy or girl go, I, I'm helping someone else that's my own age. And I, I took my parents to Target and we picked out three sets of sheets um, and it, it set you back 30 bucks. But they, they start to learn what that generosity looks like to go, well, I like... Peppo or I like Batman or whatever <laughs> yeah. those things hey here's pink sheets or and, and those things come in and and we get to take those back out to families that are telling us those are the same likes as their children and so it's it, it's a ton of fun to get to see um, those little things start to to kick off in in the next generation's brain because if we're not training them right we're all going to be in a world of trouble yeah how how is starting this business or nonprofit or how's it kind of changed your perspective on on life in general I mean you took that year off to do volunteer work and then you launched this I mean like how has your perspective on things changed 
uh, drastically. <laughs> um, you know, when I when I first got into it, I, I didn't have any kids, um, so it was more about the just the thought process of a kid going to bed at night and getting a good good night's sleep. But you know, now when I lay in bed with my daughter and and we read at night to pay attention to how blessed we are to be able to click the yeah the light on or to have those books to read or um you know just have a a warm house to to be able to to live in um you know we we take basics for granted yeah. and i think that's been the big thing that um just day in and day out you get reminded of like just some of the the very basics of what we have every day puts us in a different category and so you know we we've had We've had some amazing experiences over the last eight years of whether it was we we delivered we had a group from one of the local banks that was in volunteering and they went out on a delivery and delivered to a former boss um and it was somebody who had been laid off during the recession in 08 um there was a bad car wreck a breast cancer diagnosis you know on down the line, just kind of everything mounted at once, and they found themselves in a shelter. So to go from living in a prestigious neighborhood in our city to having the the need to be served by us, it, it's something that none of us are immune from. Um, any of us could be there in a matter of months. Yeah. Um, but to to be able to walk in and and just love on people and and tell them they're you know, we, we've got one former client that comes in and volunteers with us uh, every week. And Miss D is incredible. And just listening to her story and watching the way she interacts with other clients, just, she goes, you can, you can get out because I did. Yeah. And um, to watch that, that belief and motivation is encouraging. Gee whiz, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. Tell us about the 1,000 bed challenge. I saw something recently about that. What was that? Yeah, so um, kind of as our year-end campaign for December, our our goal was to raise enough funds to to do 1,000 beds. Um, and we basically, in the month of December, raised enough for 1,126, I believe it was. And so those are uh, rounding out being delivered now and just that's one of those that when we were looking at it, we were like, we need to have, you know, let's, let's see if we can knock out a thousand, uh, worth of donations in a month and get those out in the first, um, 120 days of, of 2018. And so that's, that's a reality right now. Um, you know, it's more than we've ever, more than we've ever done in such a short period of time. So, um, you know, in the first four months of 2018, we're going to, deliver about half of what we delivered in all of 2017 so which like you said is good yeah it's like man geez uh yeah that's intense um how's the community responded i mean how how do you if everyone feels like they're supporting you and is are you guys getting a lot of positive feedback for what you're doing and praise and everything yeah i mean it's been great and it's one of those that every time somebody hears about it uh, for every two, two and a half people that call in to donate furniture, that's another household we can serve. 
So, um, you know, it's, it's been phenomenal. If you're listening to this and you go, oh, I'm either in the real estate world or it, it really doesn't matter what world you live in, um, you, you can help change the lives of some of these families for with us. Um, because whether it's, you know, donating a birthday party for sheets and pillows or putting a, a five by seven card in your listing packets or, you know, a place you work doing a bedding drive, there's, there's so many things that, um, can help change these families' lives. And, uh, we, we love getting those phone calls. So you can go to the website, bedsforkids.org and find out all the information there. Um, just kind of a, a quick, in 2017, we served families in Mecklenburg Union, Cabarrus, Gaston, Iredale, Lincoln, York, and Lancaster. So the, that's kind of the reach of, of where we hit. And our average family had lived in their home 46 days uh, unfurnished before we got there. Man. And so, you Jeez. know. How long does it take from referral to delivery? 10 business days. 10 business days. Is, is what we try to do. And... You know, so some of those, like when we're able to catch clients that are on the front end of stuff, like they're getting out of the shelter and they're already working with one of our partners. Um, you know, there's a lot of move-ins that that we can cut that number down to, you know, 24 hours. Um, but there, and there's a whole lot of those 24 hours that skew that statistic of 46 days, because um, a lot of times it's much longer. So, you know, and those are referrals that may be coming through like a, a St. Jude's clinic or, um, you know, places like that that aren't dealing directly with helping to find that housing. They're dealing with all the other circumstances going on in that family's life. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you do to kind of prevent compassion fatigue and, you know, just like how do you take care of yourself with all this? It's, it seems like it could be pretty overwhelming and pretty stressful I think it's a couple of things one um, really being mindful of what you're seeing hearing and doing every day um, to where it it gets you in a place of you know well you know how it is if you get to a place you've seen it so much that you can go I can yeah I don't that's a lie or you know you start to prejudge things before you get to really know them and so for me one of them is really getting to know um, you know without making that quick decision um, and then also like standing and having that conversation regularly with with a mom just stopping the hey we got to get all the furniture in right now but I just want to talk to you how what's going on in your life and and hearing those stories and seeing um, what what they're really going through and the fight they're going through. And, you know, I, one of the quotes, if you come in the warehouse, it's written up on the wall. It says, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And I think getting to a place where, yes, we, we would love to end this issue tomorrow. Um, we're not there yet, but we're setting a course to be able to actually work ourselves out of a job. Um, and can probably get there in the next five, six years. But starting today with what can I do for you that I, I can't do it for everybody, but right now, right here, I can do this for you and, and be a part of this relationship. And so um, when, we, when we do that, for me, it, that's how 
I'm able just to kind of keep it all in perspective. Yeah. Because it's uh, so much of it is is just that constant reminder of, man, as much as I want to gripe and complain about something that's going on in my life, I don't have it that bad. Um, whether I'm comparing it to people that live around me in my community or whether I'm really comparing it to what's going on in the world. Like, if if your big issue today is that you cracked your screen on your $1,000 phone, um, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, let's take a couple minutes just to wrap up. Tell us uh, some things that you got going on and then kind of tell us how people can get in touch with you and all that. Okay. Um, kind of big things that are, are heading this way right now. Um, Monday night, April 30th, we've got our Dream Big Gala that uh, takes place at the Ballantine Hotel. So um, we're rounding out a few sponsorship opportunities for that and um, probably got a, a, a little bit more room for people that are looking to buy tickets, but it's a great night. We have uh, a little bit of everybody from around Charlotte, from Panthers, Hornets, um, you know, people that are famous for sports activities and famous not for sports activities. So um, it, it's a great night. We do a, a big silent auction and um, just have a, a great time to kind of share stories of things that have happened in the course of the last year and um, raise funds to, to be able to keep doing what we're doing. Wells Fargo has been tremendous with, they sponsor the whole night. So it's one of the events that you can go to and a hundred percent of every dollar given goes back to the cause there's no uh we have to pay a bill for the hotel or for all the cool decorations or anything like that that's awesome um, where do people get tickets for that uh go to bedsforkids.org and um click on my picture okay uh, it's a little scary but you can do it <laughs> and i'm uh, on it man <laughs> so um and we've got all the information there and um then really gearing up for summer so uh, we do a ton of deliveries so people if if you're looking for, um, one, if you're looking for opportunities to do with your kids, uh, follow us on Facebook, and we keep posted all of our kids serve events on there. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website, and um, we don't like send out one every day. It's about one every six weeks, and it just keeps you up to date with all the things that are going on in the calendar and ways for you to get involved. We have tons of weekday and Saturday volunteer opportunities for those 15 and older. So, I mean, we, we deliver to between 60 and 70 homes a month. So it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time and effort to get all of those put together. So we can always use extra hands and you can find all of that out bedsforkids.org, um, Instagram, Facebook, the face page, all of those different things that <laughs> the people, page. people social media with. And, uh, so that I, I think that's, that's awesome. the brunt of it. Well, Daniel, it was a pleasure to have you. Congrats on all you're doing. And Thanks for uh, having me. Talk to you soon, man. Thanks for coming on the Jones Zone. I just got z- jonesed. You did. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.